Hey everybody, welcome to a special edition of Tunnel Vision. This is our Lunch with the Trojan, a new feature we're doing here over at uscfootball.com. And we got a Trojan legend uh, coming on, Matt Leinert. Follow him on Twitter, at Matt Leinert QB, of course. Heisman Trophy winner, college football Hall of Famer, two-time national champion. What's up, Matt? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thanks for doing this. It's not like, okay, we got this quarantine stuff going on. What are we going to do for like content? And it's like, well, it's right. nice to kind of talk to people about just kind of the regular lives a little bit, some USC stuff, but I thought it'd be good one. And, and you're the first guy on. So thanks for doing that. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's not a lot, lot not a lot going on in the liner household <laughs> other than uh, we have a newborn, you know, which is keeping us busy, but uh, yeah, you know, crazy times, obviously, but we're we're doing the best we can, like so many other people in the country and the world. And you know, hopefully, we'll uh, you know we'll get through this whole thing sooner than later. But definitely wild times. But we're trying to keep busy as best as we can. Yeah. So you got married fairly recently, uh, Josie, right? And then your yeah. new son, Kason. Yeah, um, Kason. How old is he? And what's what's he, that been uh, like? He's eleven weeks. Um, so wow. we have you know, obviously Cole, who's a teenager. Um, out of school at home, <laughs> oh, which is a lot of fun. Um, and then, uh, and then, Case and obviously our newborn, and, and uh, you know everything. We were fortunate, you know. My wife and you know he was born in January, so it was before kind of this whole quarantine. So uh, we were able to come home and and kind of have a, a just a normal uh, birth and all that in the hospital. And then um, you know, but obviously you know having a newborn has its challenges in this time, but. Uh, she's been a rock star. She's amazing. Um, our baby is as cute as can be and awesome and growing and healthy, you know, so we're very fortunate. And, um, but yeah, it's, 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 for me, it's just crazy, you know, having a teen and then, and then a newborn, it's like all over again, but, um, you know, we're, we're doing the best we can. Like I said, he's been, he's been awesome. You know, a lot of walks, a lot of walks in the stroller, <laughs> a lot of yeah. dog walks. Um, but, but, but it's all good. Yeah, I see some of the Instagram videos of you guys out. Like, I think she was doing like lunges, and you were pushing the baby around and stuff. And uh, that that looked kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think we were, you know, the Peloton, which I just I just got off the Peloton about an hour ago. It's probably why my face is all red, but that's that's been a lifesaver. We're we lucky to get one of those a couple of months ago. Um, and then, you know, we built a little gym in the garage, which has been a lifesaver. So we've been out there every day. And, um, but, you know, obviously living in Manhattan beaches, you know, there's just great walks and getting outside. And, and I think that's been, you know, the one, you know, just a positive is just seeing everybody outside walking their dogs, riding their bikes. Um, you know, it's, it's been nice to get outside more, unfortunately, due to these circumstances. But, yeah. um, you know, we're doing the best we can, like everybody else. And, um, but yeah, yeah. Any, I think it's so funny. You see on, on Twitter and everywhere, just how creative people are being. And I think yeah. how many people are, are losing their minds <laughs> in their house, but, um, it's, uh, you know, you, you know, we're like, I keep saying we're doing the best we can. We're, we're trying to, uh, you know, get through this together and we are, and, and we'll all get through this sooner or later. The, uh, I'm jealous of the Peloton stuff. Cause I've been the last year, I've been doing a lot of, uh, in the gym doing like these spin classes, RPM classes and, and it's like now to have one of them in your house, it's like gold. And so, and it looks like you're doing some challenges and stuff with different athletes or celebrities around too. Yeah, we, uh, I was, uh, well, yeah, I just, I, I've only had like 20 something rides, you know, I just started, but, oh. um, you know, pardon my take guys, PFT, uh, those guys, we kind of, we're starting to talk and I've done part of my take a handful of times. So I've gotten to know those guys and just good dudes, funny dudes, obviously. And, um, we kind of started going, uh, you know, just talking about Peloton and then he races with Booker McFarlane, who's an absolute monster on the bike. Really? I, I don't, yeah, he's a monster. Like, <laughs> like, you know, you had like the top 20,000 people in the, in the, in the, in the, um, in the ride or whatever. I mean, he would literally finish top 10 every time. It's unbelievable. That's crazy. Um, and then Cliff Averill, uh, the football player he's been and, and, you know, I think Bubba Watson's been in, so it's been kind of fun just to, and then, and then a lot of people keep joining and a lot of just fans and just people out there. And I think it's, it's just one of those things that's kind of keeping people busy, you know, and yeah. um, keeping people kind of connected in, in a way. And uh, so it's, it's been a lot of fun to do that. And, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, it's a great workout. I, I'm, something tells me that you're just an animal on the bike as well. I don't know. Uh, um, I'm pretty good. I like it's been, I've been doing I'm it sure like a few are. days a week. But yeah, the, uh, Booger, he's so big. You'd think that's... Look at, look, uh, go yeah. look at his numbers and his stats. He's yeah. unbelievable. 
Um, I saw you doing like a 10 shot challenge too, like Kurt Warner challenged you or something. What, so what's going on with that? Like it's a basketball. There's so many challenges now. Honestly, I, I don't even know. Kurt, <laughs> Kurt was, uh, Kurt posted something in his, in his, uh, you know, with his basketball hoop at his house. And, uh, I remember we used to hoop together in Arizona and he's, he's a really good basketball player, uh, despite what probably people would think and he could shoot and all those things. So, and you know, we're, we're lucky to have a, a little court in our backyard that we've had. Um, so, you know, he, he posted that and I just figured, you know what, I'll post something back. And then I, you know, I tagged, uh, my buddy, Dan Orlovsky, who's on, on the East coast. And, uh, you know, we were teammates in Houston, a good friend of mine and, and, you know, he's talking trash. So it's just, honestly, it's just been, it's been a way to connect a lot of people that, you know, maybe you lose a track of, of kind of talking to and connecting with over the years, but it's just been a, it's been fun just to kind of do these things. And then you just try and, you just try and interact with, with your fans and just people just to stay busy, to stay sane, you know, so to speak. And uh, so, so I'm actually got to get out there on the court today and do something, um, uh, you know, post some, that's taken up some of my time as well. It's funny, the football players, how, into basketball they get and comparing their games and they want it like is that was that like a big thing even when you were playing at usc like playing in the lion center and stuff like the the, the football players like wanted to be the best at basketball too it's oh yeah i mean you, you got you got to remember too just just athletes and a lot of i mean a lot of even professional college are just great athletes in general and a lot of them played a lot of guys played multiple sports growing up high school you know, you, you look at LeBron, who was an all-state football player. I just saw something on TV the other day with Allen Iverson. You know, I remember how great of a quarterback he was. Um, so, so you just you forget. And, and at USC, I mean, I remember you know Pete Carroll loved hoops. You know, he was. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he's still playing hoops. You know, but he was. He would play basketball all the time. And and we actually had a, um, you know, a, a dunk contest a couple years. We would have like a three-on-three -three tournament. And then I think he started like, man, eh, we probably shouldn't just because obviously you risk getting injured. That was during fall camp, um, which was kind of fun. But, I mean, I remember some of my teammates, Mike Williams, you know, the, the, one of the best college players ever was just a phenomenal basketball player. Dominic Bird, uh, a good buddy of mine, my former tight end, was an animal. And, and, you know, he was like 250, 245, I don't know. Uh, but he would windmill dunk. Like, he was crazy <laughs> athletic. <laughs> Um, Alex Holmes is a great basketball. Actually, Alex Holmes and I were playing in the rec league for years, um, really up until recently. And he's, you know, um, just, you know, you kind of get older and, and your body breaks down a little bit. But, um, and then in, in the pros, I mean, when I was in Arizona, we used to run in the off season, Anquan Bolden, myself, Kurt Warner, Steve Breston, um, a ton of us would go to the, the big gym. I think it was Lifetime Fitness and just run for days, you know, hours and just have fun. And, and so uh, just great athletes. And yeah, I mean, football, we, we love hoops. I mean, I love basketball. Um, I love watching, I love playing it. You know, my son Cole plays it um, at a pretty high level. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, just, uh, you know, I, I think as an athlete, you just, you appreciate athletes in general, appreciate other sports. And, um, you know, it's been, it's been fun to play hoops and, you know, like I said, we're, we're lucky, you know, we're lucky to have a, a hoop in our backyard. You know, we've had one since we moved in. So that's been something that, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time with. My former, one of my former writers, uh, Zach Lajado worked at USC and he would get in that noon Lions center basketball game. I think with the coaches and stuff, I don't know if the players were, were in it too, but he got like elbowed by Pete Carroll, like bloody Pete, nose. Like <laughs> Listen, Pete was the Pete was the dirtiest basketball player and, and we used to play uh we used to play and then i think it was against the rules you couldn't coaches it was like you know whatever it was you couldn't oh, yeah. play with players at the time obviously um i don't know if it was violation or whatever it was harmless pickup basketball and this is in 2003 2004 and uh but he's dirty he was like your typical <laughs> he could play like he he was a, a smart basketball was your typical just like we'll foul the hell out of you but doesn't, but, but if you, I mean, he's just like one of those, he never gets fouled, but he'll call the foul. He'll elbow you on a pick, you know, if you come in there screen, he'll elbow you. But, um, and, and obviously he's, he's the ultra competitor. We know that, you know, so, um, but yeah, we, him, Sarkeesian, Kiffin, I mean, we used to have runs, um, you know, a couple of days a week. And then those obviously stopped because we weren't allowed to do them anymore, but yeah. uh, that was a lot of fun. 
The uh, well, I got to see you. Well, I, I saw you from afar in January. I put up a picture now. Um, so you were inducted into the Rose Bowl Hall of Fame, and so you were in the uh, Rose Parade. So I yep. saw you on your uh, your float there. So I'm just putting a picture up now. What was what was that experience like? That was incredible. I mean, just first of all, the the hospitality that that, that they showed in the Rose Bowl committee, and um, really just the the guys the men and women that run that it was just first class everything and it's what you'd expect i mean the rose bowl is um you know just such a special game and the tradition the history as we all know um and then to be you know you know thinking about my memories in the rose bowl you know against michigan the year we won uh, we beat them and then obviously texas in the game in the national championship game just incredible memories and um to be inducted in that hall of fame and and you know with, with keith jackson announcing his final game again against you know just there's so many like so many cool things that are associated with the rose bowl and then to that two or three days we're there you just really um i learned a lot that i didn't know just about the stadium and then the games and the history and then to be inducted with my fellow hall of famers and to learn their stories you know some of the older guys just to learn their stories when they were playing and what, what it was like then. It was just, it was so cool. And then, you know, the Rose Bowl parade, um, I had been a couple of years ago, actually, ironically enough with Vince Young, we were, oh, yeah. we were doing an appearance together and, and we were on a float. And um, so that was, that was fun, but it was a much different, this was much different. And then to be on, um, you know, I think we were on a fire truck. We we're on like an old school fire truck. And I'll put it, back up, yeah. it was really, um, it was just really cool. You know, it was really cool. And, 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 you know, obviously a lot of USC fans, so that was pretty cool. Um, but again, just to be a part of that game, uh, and represent USC and my teammates and coaches. And, uh, it was, it was awesome. Uh, and, and first class, everything with those guys. It was a great game too. Uh, Oregon, Wisconsin. Yeah, it was. That, was a, that was a crazy one. Yeah. yeah I've never been to the parade before and I went the last two years and it was great. Like, uh, Trader Joe's is one of our sponsors and they give right. they have they're like one of the big sponsors there. So Yeah, they like, have a big they have a big float. I remember yeah, they do a great job. It was very cool. So we had a great view of, you know, you walking by, you know, going by on the float and uh, waving. But you mentioned the Rose Bowl and that, you know, the ESPN, I think it was ESPN played it, the two thousand six one, and you were on social media, Lendale and all that a lot of the former <laughs> players were kind of tweeting about it. What was that like sort of reliving that again? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I got. I know it's like one of those things. I can't. I can't escape it. It's yeah. just. It, it haunts me. And and you know, and it really, when you watch that, and I've watched it a million times, you really. It, it's it's funny to me. It's funny how the younger generation now, the kids in high school and college, if they watch that game, how they view it. But when we watch, when I watched it the other night, and bits and pieces of it you really just marvel at both teams, coaches, the players in that game, um, how great of just a football game that was yeah. and the talent that was on that field. And the funny thing is, is, um, you know, my wife, uh, Josie, who I met the year I retired. So she never really, she never watched me play football live ever yeah. and wasn't, is not really into football, which is, which has been great. Um, but she saw that was playing and she's like, Oh my God, I want to watch. I can't wait to watch. It's like the first time I've ever really, I mean, she's seen like a highlighter here too, but never really kind of sat down and just watched a, a football game. Yeah. Um, that had to be a surreal experience watching it with your wife for the first time. Kind well, of it, yeah, it was cool. And, and Cole was there and I think the baby was up or sleeping or whatever. So we were watching it and I could literally like, I mean, I could still call play for play that game. Like I know what wow. happens right before. Um, yeah, I just, it's still in my mind, um, uh, the good plays, the bad plays, you know, what we were thinking in, in certain times and stuff, but it was pretty funny to watch just with people who, you know, even Cole, Cole's seen it, but Cole's still like, he's only 13. He just, you know, yeah. you, you don't, you don't really get a chance to watch it and say, okay, this is what happened. These are the players he's asking, Hey, was Dwayne Jarrett really good? Or like, you know, like, it's fun <laughs> to talk about. And, like, um, yes. <laughs> so that part was that, that was, yeah, yeah, he was great. That part was pretty cool. Um, but as I always do, I just, I, I won't watch most of the fourth quarter, obviously, yeah. as I don't think very many USC fans do. It was funny. I, um, we were doing our tunnel vision show Sunday night and Keely had asked me about that. Like, Hey, what was it like covering it? What do you think? And I, and we didn't, I don't think we got to come into the locker room after that game. Cause we were, as far as the internet, we were still, I think we could cover practices at the time, but we might not have covered games until the next year. I don't remember exactly how it went, but I, I she was kind of asking me like, what were your thoughts? Cause you came out afterwards and said, you know, Hey, I think we're the better team. I think a lot of, <laughs> yeah. a lot of people felt that way too. 
Um, but, you know, you win 34 straight games. It's going to be hard not to be a little bit complacent after all that. I mean, so much success you guys had. Yeah, it was, you know, and, and those comments and, and and it's, you know, it's like, first of all, you lose, you know, you're up 12 with five minutes left. You know, you, you pretty, I mean, a great game. And again, I, I said it a million times. I mean, Vince Young in Texas, they deserved a win. I mean, that, he, he was just a... Um, they were a great team, but he was just a one-man wrecking crew. You just couldn't stop them. And, um, you know, I think when you're on the field and you're just so upset and, like, you know, and you know how it is. Like, you, you just get a microphone in your face and, you know, just the emotions are there. And I was just – I was pissed off, you know. I was like, we should have won that game. And, um, you know, but, but years pass and then you realize, you know, like, hey, you know, they deserve it. That's That was a great football game. I, I mean, Vince Young is a great friend of mine. You know, we became friends since that. Lyle Senline was my center at Arizona. Um, he was he was a lineman. I think he was uh, Vince's center. Um, okay. There are a couple guys. Casey Stuttered was my teammate in Houston. He was one of the guards. Uh, so all became buddies of mine. And, and Michael Huff, you know, I played. Um, I think he left Oakland when I went to Oakland my last year. But, um, you know, we came out the same year in the draft class. And so, um, you know, so many different storylines from that game, but uh, yeah, man, I was, I was upset and and we, you know, that was part of the reason why I came back for my senior year, you know, a great team wanted to be in college and also like have a chance to win three titles in a row, which had never been done. Yeah. And to be that close and um, you know, just, just lose it the way we did, you know, that was tough, a tough pill to swallow. And it still is when I think about it. Um, but, uh, but again, the greatest game I think ever played in college. Um, to be associated with that, you know, you know how many games we won in a row, a couple championships. I mean, we were a part of some of the best teams of all time, um, and you know, no one can take that from us. Yeah, special time for all the USC fans. They love it. Um, there's you've had you you know the fourth and nine. There's been so many huge moments for you in your career. But uh, Keely wanted me to ask you: Was there some maybe underrated mo game or moment or something that made? People don't talk about much, but it's like really something that's been special for you. Um, there, I mean, God, if I look at it, maybe not special for me, but just like, you know, kind of season changing games. Maybe if I go over the years, you know, in 2003, um, obviously the Cal game we lost in triple overtime. Um, that was kind of a defining moment. Um, um, just for our team, you know, just coming back from that because that's that was when we started our our winning streak. Uh, Arizona State game, you know, I think people know that the game that yeah. I got hurt. I think it was the week after, two weeks after, um, where it was kind of my moment to like, you know, I had to take charge of this team and kind of earn the respect. And um, I feel like that was a pivotal moment for me in my career early on, just to be like, all right, like I know I can do this, um, like let's go, um, and then. Um, you know, that, that first Rose Bowl game, I just said against Michigan was just awesome. That yeah. atmosphere going against Michigan and then Oh four, Oh four, you know, Virginia tech, the opener, a lot of people kind of forget. I mean, that was a tough game. I mean, one of the most difficult places, um, we had played on the road, um, you know, up there and, you know, a really good football team. Um, just a grinding game, you know, season openers are tough, obviously, but, yeah. but coach Beamer had them rolling up fast and elite defense, they had a great quarterback, um, at that time. So that was a game that, you know, just, just, you know, you appreciate the challenges, you know, cause we weren't, you know, we were, we weren't challenged a whole lot, you know, throughout the season we were, but like, you know, though we had a few close games, that was one of them. And then I don't know if you remember, um, the Stanford game up in Stanford, remember that where yeah. we were just played like i mean stanford's old stadium well. just you no know, fans <laughs> like they were you know av nothing against stanford at the time but they just they were an average football team in the pack at uh, the pack 10 time and we were just flat just one of those games where you could feel like there's no energy and i remember at halftime we were down i think they had just nailed off a long run right before half and they were up by like two scores on us or something and and I just remember at halftime, like no one, no one sat down. Coach didn't. The coaches didn't even have to say a word. I don't know if it was Sean Cody, um, or uh, you know, God, I don't know. Uh, I think it might have been. Uh, maybe it was BKU. I don't know. I don't remember who it was, but they were just like everyone just got pumped up, and it was just like all right. And then in the second half, as we did a lot, kind of settled yeah. down and just became a second <laughs> half team. So 
uh, that team, 04, what else? Uh, obviously the national championship game. I mean, yeah. that was incredible. And then um, 2000, my senior year, um, the Notre Dame game clearly is just one, I think, for USC history. Just, you know, you talk about that game and the tradition and the rivalries and the players and the games back and forth. That, that just the finish in that game, obviously one of the best finishes uh, in USC football history. And that was pretty incredible to be a part of. Um, the Fresno State game was, yeah. you know, I mean, right? Like people, I mean, they, Fred, I, I'll never forget. I think I've said this before, but, you know, Pete Carroll, when we were, you know, looking at the schedule, he was, that was the game he circled. That was the game that kind of made him nervous, you know, playing Fresno State in November. Uh, Coach Hill had those guys. Remember, they were playing everybody and anybody. Yeah. They had upset people. You know, they had tremendous talent on that team. They had really good players on that team. And they weren't afraid of anybody, you know, and that was the thing. We played maybe a lesser opponent or a smaller conference. We just could intimidate those teams. We couldn't intimidate Fresno State. They came into the Coliseum and they put, what, 40-something points on us um, and really believed they could beat us. And that was a game. That was kind of Reggie Bush's, I think, Heisman yeah. game. Um, but that was like – I encourage – I'm sure a lot of SC fans, but anybody, go watch go watch that game. And that was an awesome football game, a lot of scoring. Um, and then, you know, obviously I, I think again, for me personally, uh, UCLA, my senior year at the Coliseum, my last game, senior day, uh, I'll tell a funny story. So, um, you know, senior day, you do the tunnel and all, you know, not the tunnel, but all of, you know, you run out and, and all of the fans are out there and all that. And, um, I'll, I swear, like I was bawling, crying, like a little kid, I, I couldn't keep my emotions um in check and I just remember I remember like hugging Frosty Rucker and all my seniors and um and then the first quarter I was like two for eight or something like I couldn't I mean I couldn't hit a wide open receiver and I remember Pete Carroll uh you know pulling me on the sidelines like hey dude like you know kind of get your you know what together man like we gotta you know we gotta win this game um and I finally settled down and then you know obviously was fine and then I'll remember getting prep uh, playing Texas in the Rose Bowl that same day he was like are you gonna are you gonna cry again this is your last game in college you know kind of you know talking trash and I said coach I'm focused trust me I'm good. and uh so that was funny but I mean there god there's so many great memories and um you know it's 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 been uh you know it's been fun to work with Reggie you know we always we kind of reminisce about times and just like oh remember so and so remember that and just you, know, you just have fun with it and um it was some great years you know and i'm hoping um obviously usc can get back to kind of just that culture and that winning tradition because i i just think college football needs needs that yeah you mentioned reggie and a lot of people want to you know know about him you tweeted about like hey give him his heisman back and stuff <laughs> and i guess the 10-year statute of limitations or whatever is up in in june Are you right. hopeful that usc is going to you know welcome uh, Reggie back. I know you're, you're tight with the new administration and stuff over there at USC. So you're going to be in there. You're like, Hey man, you got to bring Reggie back somehow. Yeah. You know, I, I just, it, I, I hope so. And I think, I think it will happen. Um, um, you know, I don't know the, you know, I, I know the, the 10 year thing I've read about and all that stuff. I, I just, I just think, you know, so much time has passed and when you, or when Reggie, you know, signed on with Fox to cover college football, I just thought, well, personally, it was great, you know, like awesome for us. But um, I just think for college football, like it, like he is such a – he was and is still such a transcendent figure and person and player in college football. And um, I just – I mean, you should, you should see him. You know, we go media days last summer. I mean, these kids are like, you know, 20, 21 years old, and they're like, that's Reggie Bush. Like, that's Reggie Bush. <laughs> like, it, it just – hit his – you know, he's – he sticks still and it's like 50 you know what is it 14 13 15 years removed from college football his presence was so great so i just listen we can get into you know you know so many people have done so many different things and these kids and i just think reggie's situation was just uh, you know it, it's just time you know i think it's time that he has a presence back at usc he has a presence back in college football um, and, and I'm hopeful that that situation will get resolved and um, you and, and everyone else around USC and college football will be seeing Reggie a lot more, hopefully.
Yeah, that'd be good. I want to talk about your FS1 stuff, and but you mentioned something about the Stanford game and one of the issues with that being there weren't any fans in the stands and just sports across the country, when right. when they come back eventually, there could be situations. I guess WrestleMania, I didn't get to see much of that, but they were doing it without fans. I saw a little clip. It seemed a little weird. What are your thoughts on like, could you imagine a football game if there's no fans? The, honestly, I, I couldn't, you know, and it's it's really any sporting event. But when you, I mean, God, like that's what makes, listen, that's NBA, everything. Every sport, fans make the experience. They make it for, for a player because you feed off the energy. You feed off of that no matter, you know, any sport you're playing. But football, when you're playing in front of 100,000 people, uh, you know, in, in, in the Horseshoe or, or at the Coliseum or wherever, some of the greatest stadiums in the world. And a lot of that, a lot of teams have success because of their fan base and, and their home field advantage. And, um, and listen, I mean, it's, it would be challenging, but I think we'd rather have football played. I think as a player, I'd be like, listen, if I, it's going to be weird. And, and, you know, I think we're going to get back to that at some point and we don't know, obviously, but, um, God, it would be strange, yeah. but I think playing football with no fans is better than not playing at all. And again, you know, this is obviously up to all the health officials and, and where we are as a, as a country, you know, with, with fighting this pandemic, which I'm hopeful that at that point, you know, we'll have it, uh, you know, under control, but God, I, it's, it's just, it's crazy, but like, like, it could be the new norm for, for a little while. And, and listen, I think at this point, when you get into August and you get into summer, I think people are just going to like kids just going to want to play, you know, yeah. and, and that's what I'm hoping. And listen, fingers crossed that we can, um, you know, flatten the curve and we can get back to sports and no normalcy for everybody. Yeah. Can you imagine like USC, Notre Dame's coming to town. They, you guys play on Cromwell field. Like, could you like, I mean, you wouldn't really it's, need to be in the Coliseum. You could play it just like on a practice field, I guess. If it's you don't unbelievable. Have any like I, I try to put myself like on in the Coliseum, playing Notre Dame and no fans and just like, wow. Like, it's like, like, how do you get energized for that? You know, yeah. how do you get up for that? You know, because sports are an emotional, they're emotional, you know, and, and you ride those emotions good and bad. And um, so again, it's going to be strange, but um, I think everyone, you mentioned like WWE, you know, they're, I thought it was pretty cool what they did. You know, we did a, we did like an esports Madden tournament a couple weekends ago okay. on FS1. Um, I know I see the NBA 2K. So, you know, esports. And, and listen, I think people are trying to create content and be creative the best ways they can um, just to give all of us something to watch during the day and just to keep us busy because sports are so important to everybody, you know. And um, so it'll be strange. You know, we're not there yet and who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's kind of, you know, you cross that bridge when you get there. But God, I can't even, I can't even imagine. I, I just, you know, the, the emotions that fans bring, that would be a challenge. The, uh, your career at FS1 seems to be taken off. Well, I'll put a picture up for you. Uh, they were there. You just seem to get better every year. Now in like last year, you end up having uh, Reggie Bush there. You guys were in the Coliseum for the USC Utah game. How's that part of your career? I don't know if you pictured yourself being a broadcaster, but obviously you're doing a good job with it. How's that been progressing and how have you liked it? Oh, it's honestly, I, I love, I'm so lucky. I love my job. Oh my goodness. Like I, I remember, you know, when I retired 2013, it was kind of one of those things where unfortunately, like, you know, I lost my passion to play at the time. Um, I, I wasn't one of those players that kind of left on his own terms, battled injuries. And then just mentally, it was just like, you know, I was just burnt out at that time. And I never really you know, thought about plan B. Um, I, I knew I'd probably have some opportunities living in LA, going to USC, the connections you make and all of those things. But, you know, you just, you don't know until you're actually like facing like, oh crap, like what do I got to do? So I remember, um, you know, 2013, August, I think it was training camp. I was just like, I was really trying to enjoy as right, you know, right when my wife and I started dating. So I, you know, there was a lot of new excitement in my life. Yeah. And, um, I kind of, you know, I took like a month and just slept in and just really enjoyed that time. And then I was like, okay, like I got to do something. And, um, you know, I think, you know, you know, Jacob Ullman over at yeah. FS1 and just those guys at the time were, uh, you know, why don't you come do some stuff, you know, for us and see if you like it and see if you're going to get it, whatever, you know? And I was like, okay, like I'll try that. So 
um, I really met some incredible people in my early days at FS1. Some there, some aren't there, but just really, really instrumental people in my broadcast kind of career that have really helped me um, along the way. Um, just, God, just, just so many people behind the scenes that really believed in me, um, you know, just made me believe in myself. The, crit the critiques, all of those things wanted me to be great and be better. And it's just uh, it's so, so fortunate. And then, you know, as years went by, I was kind of doing some more shows here and there. And, you know, I was fortunate enough when Joel Klatt, who's I think the best around, uh, started calling games for us. I kind of took his seat on the pregame show uh, with Robert Smith and, and Coach Wanstead and um, and Rob Stone, our host. And that was just so much fun. And then after a couple of years, we evolve and we're getting bigger and um you know we went to the show last year and you know coach Wanstead still still doing a lot of stuff one of my favorite people in this universe robert smith kept calling games it just a transition into something different and then you know brady went from the booth brady quinn went from the booth to the studio uh hired reggie and then obviously urban meyer came and um just the the support that we got from fox and all of our bosses and the executives and just the people there believing in what the show could be, you know, really making this thing big. Um, it was tremendous. And yeah. I think as a group, we just had a blast. And, and like, you know, I remember us thinking, you know, we hung out a bunch in the off season, just trying to build those relationships. And, um, you know, urban was kind of the wild card, you know, and no one really knew. He's really he's, good. He's great. And he's so smart and he's so, um, Obviously, just relevant, but he's Urban Meyer. He's one of the best to ever do it. And he, and you really saw, you know, I've spent so much time with him, so I've gotten to know him so well, but you really saw his personality just really open up as weeks went by, you know, because these coaches, and, and he's, and he was always tough, you know, and that's what makes him one of the best. But like, you know, they have this guard up, especially with media, you know, they, yeah. they protect their team, um, they protect their university, and that's all they really, and their family, that's really all they care about. Um, so this was kind of a new family for him. And, and really, we all had to earn each other's trust. And it was, it took time. And then all of a sudden, like, we're, you know, we're on a group chat every day, you know, just talking, just now we talk about everything. It's hilarious. But um, he was, he was been, he's been great. Uh, and someone I've learned a lot from just listening to him and how he talks about things. And uh, Brady, you know, Brady's one of the best out there, just a great dude, uh, really good at his job, uh, fun to be around. Um, and, and, you know, just, we have a history together too, playing against college yeah. and we're good buddies. And then Reggie and I, obviously our relationship and, you know, Reggie brings such a different, um, you know, per, uh, my dog's coming in, uh, okay. uh, um, a personality. He's got so much energy and passion, um, which I think was displayed every single week. Um, and he's just, he's just, he's just starting in his business, you know? And so we have such a great, um, um, just a fun time. Uh, we have great bosses, great producers, a great team all around. You know, when I say team, it's everybody, as you know, in the media, there's, you know, there's, there's from our crew to our producers to everybody, you know, and, uh, we all have such a blast. And, um, so that was a long answer. I love my job. Um, I, I love the people I get to work with. I love, I mean, there's nothing better than college football in my eyes. It's the greatest sport in the world. And I am uh, just extremely lucky to, to be able to cover it. Um, and, you know, it's lucky with the people that I, I get to work with. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was really smart what Fox did. Uh, I think we might have talked about this a little bit. Uh, Matt, we did our 1,000th episode of the Peristyle Podcast, and Matt was right. nice enough to come on. So th I appreciate that. Thanks again. But um, College Game Day is like one of the best shows on television. And for Fox to go up and you guys go head to head with them, bringing in the new, the Fox noon game, you know, 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. on the West Coast, on the West Coast. And so it's a good lead in game and everything. Oops, excuse me. And uh, it, it just worked really well. So, I mean, it, you must be really happy with that first season of that and then how you can kind of build on it in the you know coming years. Hopefully we have a season and everything. Yeah, no, you're in. And again, you know, I think, like I said, there was a tremendous amount of support and resources put into this college football show. And, uh, you know, we had tons of meetings, um, uh, you know, with all with the brass at Fox in the offseason. And what was the vision of this show and, and what what like this is what we expect and this is what can happen. And um, a lot of time uh, spent together just to 
one, just to build the chemistry. You know, I think that's what shows are all about, especially studio sports shows. It's just all about chemistry. Like you want to, you got to like the people you work with and have yeah. fun that you can disagree and you can, you know, you can get after it a little bit, but you got to really enjoy uh, your coworker, the company. And we built that. And, you know, we did New York upfronts for our show, which is never, we never did that ever. That was like awesome and unique and different. So we did a lot of, there was a lot of, um, you know, we, we were making some noise and there was articles and people were excited, you know, but it was, there was like, Hey, we got to go out there and perform. We got to go out there and put a great show together, put a great, put great content out there, um, have fun with it and build this thing. And I think that was, I don't want to say surprising because I think we all knew what we're capable of doing, but still to kind of to jump out the gate and have that time of success, I think, you know, and obviously it's just like, it was, it was pretty awesome to be a part of, but it was, you know, we were always every single week, how do we get better? Yeah. We got to compete to get better. You, you can't get complacent in this job or any job. You got to keep striving to get better individually and also as a team up there. Um, and I think that's what we did. And it's, it was just, it's just the beginning, you know, and, and this is hopefully a group uh, we'll be together for a long time. And, you know, game day is great, you know, and, and game day has been around and those guys are phenomenal and all of them buddies of mine, you know, and, um, but we, you know, I think the media makes a bigger deal than it is. We just want to, we we're competing. We want to put out a great show. Um, we felt like we have great games leading into that noon window. Yeah. Um, and, and we did, we had some great games. We got to travel more. And I think, you know, I think that's the goal is just to continue to get better and continue to grow and 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 be the best we can be and and i thought you know we got off to a good start we uh i was trying to put some some of the thanks for everyone that putting in comments on youtube since i'm i'm producing this all by myself and hosting so it's hard to do all these things but i wanted to put up a question we got from doug yeah. uh, interested Let's answer to, some questions so we said interested to hear matt's take on the upcoming nfl virtual draft and how front offices and players will have to adapt uh, I mean, this is, uh, you know, unprecedented times. It's going to be interesting. I, I think when, you know, from my personal experience, we just look at the draft and these players. Uh, it is, you know, this is months of preparation and not just per personally, you know, you're working out every day. So now you're not working out as much or you, you're, you're finding ways to be creative. And I'm sure guys are throwing and, and, you know, you're keeping the group small, but you see the NFL guys, some of these guys doing it. So, um, that in itself is okay. How do I maintain and how? Because this is the most important three months of your life if you're a football player, because uh, you're about to, you know, you're about to get drafted. You're going to play in the NFL. You're going to make money. I mean, it's life changing. That is a challenge in itself. So I, I can't. I just remember my personal my personal experience. Just you know, the, and the people you meet, um, you know, all of those workouts, and you're really building. And then you're building your chemistry on pro days, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And they don't have that. Yeah. Um, and then for, you know, when it gets closer to the draft, you have so many personal workouts, you know, when teams come out, they fly you out or they fly in to see you and you do your classroom work, you do your on field work. And um, so obviously you can't do that. And now I'm more than certain there's probably going to be things like this live stream and someone's going to watch a workout. And um, I think I just saw, you know, Jalen Hurts was doing something like this with the Dallas Cowboys front office and he was. Um, kind of you know, interviewed, so to speak. So um, I think it is a new, it's a new challenge for everybody. And I don't, there's not an answer. I think people are just trying to figure out on the fly, how do we at least maximize this the best we can um, if we can't have in-person meetings or workouts. Um, as far as the draft, I, I mean, I was, you know, I know uh, Goodell kept it alive as long as possible, but I, I knew, I mean, we're, they weren't going to have a real draft out there in Vegas, but um, that's going to be interesting too. Like, I, I mean, I don't know, like these guys get yeah. drafted and, you know, what do they do? They, you know, it's, 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 this is, I think there's no answer. And this is the, the first time this will ever happen and hopefully the last time it ever happens. So, um, but as far as from a player's perspective, this is, this is a big challenge to, to stay in shape, to throw, to get better. Um, but even more so of a challenge from the NFL and the front office and the scouts and all those things. So you really got to go back to your your videos of college games and take what you can from meetings on, you know, whether whether it's Skype, Zoom, whatever, um, and really trust trust your eyes and watching the video. Um, 
but it's a challenge. It's going to be interesting. You know, listen, I think I'm excited for the draft just because I think it's something yeah. that we need just, just to watch, you know, and I thought NFL free agency was just awesome just to yeah. see where people are going. I mean, just, you know, you wake up and you're just like, sports fans are like, okay, like I'm excited. Tom Brady is going Tom somewhere. Brady goes, you know, and like it gave you something to look forward to. So I think um, I'm, I'm interested to see how creative this is going to be. I think, I think it'll be, There'll be hiccups, but I'm looking forward to it. So it's a challenge to answer the question, um, but everyone I'm, I'm assuming is doing the best they can. What about the, for along the same line, preparing for college football, there's some schools that have had a bunch of spring practices, like USC only had one, like right. Washington didn't have any spring practices. I don't think Colorado did. They got a new coach. It's going to be very different. If like best case scenario, you maybe get some practices in July and heading into fall camp and the season goes on as normal. Like that's probably best case scenario, but without the spring and without maybe summer workouts and stuff, how do you feel that's going to impact uh, different college programs? And would it, would, would some programs have an advantage over others depending on their like coaching situation? Oh yeah, for sure. I think when you look at, when you look at the programs who have, you know, great leadership coaches that have been in place, um, and then, and then, you know, senior leadership, older veteran guys that have been around the program that have played a lot of football. You look at individual positions, teams that have quarterbacks, like SC's in a good spot. They got Slovis coming back who, you know, has a year in his system and, and granted not being able to fully probably develop this off season, but, but having him knowing him and what he can do, um, that gives USC an advantage. So I think, you know, I think when you look at teams who, um, have a coaching staff in place for the most part. Um, they have great, you know, Clemson with Trevor Lawrence. You have great leadership coming back on your team. Um, you know, those are advantages. Um, but still, I mean, God, you don't understand how important spring practices are just to, one, to see what you got, but for young players to gain experience and to, to build the chemistry and the bond with your teammates and to get better and to learn and grow and and all of those things. So that's that, you know, even if you had three or four practices, you're still not going to take a lot from those three or four practices because yeah. you're going to go, you know, four or five months without playing football. So, or even practicing. So um, I do think those teams that just have that experience will probably maybe start off the year better. But I mean, listen, I think just like in the NFL, you know, we're going to see probably, a lot of sloppy play early in the season. And then that's, I mean, that's what we're going to get because these teams haven't been able to practice together. Um, you know, and, and then, and then when you look at teams who have new coaching staffs, I mean, that's going to be a, a, a big challenge. Yeah. So um, again, everyone is, you know, it is a level playing field. I mean, everyone is coming into the season with the same situation, you know, and I think those teams that have those players, those quarterbacks, just guys that have been around that system in that locker room, probably have a slight advantage out the gate than some of those other teams. Well, uh, thank you. We appreciate your time. We'll leave you with one thing, just kind of your thoughts on, you know, the current team. There's been, you know, it's been kind of crazy the last couple of years. And, you know, a lot of the USC fans are upset, uh, but there's, you know, there's people that are optimistic. Keaton Slovis looks really good. We had, I'll put mm -hmm. up a comment. Some people think yeah, you're going to be surprised how he's Oscar says people are going to be surprised how good we'll be this year. Uh, what are your kind of thoughts? If, you know, obviously if the season happens. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think, uh, I think, you know, I think offensively, they're going to be really good again. Um, I think keeping Graham Harrell was huge. I mean, you just, I mean, really, you just saw last year, the impact the offense had. I mean, you know, there, there were growing pains, but you also had a true freshman quarterback playing. And, um, and listen, I know people in this type of system, people are going to want to run the football more or let, whatever. It's just not this system. So uh, this is what you have. And I thought, USC, there was a big improvement offensively, just consistency-wise, being able to score more points. Um, so clearly with that coaching kind of back, a young quarterback who I just – I love Keaton. I think, he's, I think he's so talented, so much moxie and poise and maturity for a young kid, and you saw that week in and week out. Um, you know, had his growing pains, but never, you know, never waved, wavered from that, and that was what I loved about him. So – him going in, great, you know, skill players at the receiver position. They're going to be stacked on offense, I think. And uh, they'll probably be, you know, with Oregon losing Herbert and some other guys, um, you know, I think eyes are kind of on USC offensively, one of the best offenses in the conference. And then uh, defensively, you know, a lot of guys coming back, a lot of talent, you know, bring in Todd Orlando, who, um, listen, he's had, he's had a lot of success. He's had some years where, 
you kind of look and you say, mm, uh, you know, struggle a little bit, but you can point to a lot of things, you know, and uh, I think he's a really good coordinator. And I think, I think our defense will be better. I really, I really believe that. So uh, like anything, these are really difficult and just different times. So um, who knows out the gate what's going to happen for USC football, but they certainly have pieces and players to make a run, um, not just for the division, but I think for the conference. I, I think I think you can see, you know, pre pre this whole pandemic, I was thinking this could be a nine ten win team just based on talent alone, um, and, and I still believe that. It's just going to be how important it is to get out to a fast start, but. Uh, a lot of talent, great young quarterback, obviously with Clay Helton, um, you know, that will be, you know, there'll be a lot of pressure on him as he knows and as everybody knows to win. Um, but uh, I think I agree with whoever that was, was like, I think they could surprise a lot of people this year. You Did you get to talk to uh, Kurt Warner about Keaton Slovis when he came in? Because we really didn't think, oh, he's not, he's a three-star guy. He's not going to come in and, you know, win the the backup job. And he ended up doing that. Yeah, I, I did at times, um, and and Kurt raved about him. Just said, just just wise beyond his years, can sl can can sling the rock, smart, um, you know, just just gets it. You know, got that it factor. He can just play. And then I remember talking to Kerry Colbert, uh, who's a wide receiver coach and my former teammate, often, and he said, "Dude, this kid, is, this kid is good. Like like people people don't know, but you know, when you're." What was he the third string? Or he I, he ended up being the backup, but he was coming in. You know, no one knew about him. Right. Um, and then, you know, you were you were at practice all the time, but people were telling me like, God, this kid can really throw the football. Like, he just has. He's got a good arm. He's smart. He's accurate. And then, you know, you see him play, and I knew right away. Honestly, like like right when JT went down, you could just tell the moment wasn't too big. Now, I I wouldn't have ever forecasted the season he had and all the yards, but like. You just could tell, like you could see in his eyes, the moment wasn't too big. He came out there and he threw the ball well and, and he played well. And you're like, okay, this kid can do it. Like, you know, he, he's going he's gonna to be a good young player. And certainly that was the case. So um, I didn't know. And, I, and then I, you know, came about in practice a couple times and then you can just see it, you know. And obviously it helps great receivers and this yeah. offense for quarterbacks. And um, so he, he's going to thrive and he's going to have a tremendous career at USC. Well, I'll leave you with this. Sorry. Well, I think Brian on uh, YouTube says, what happens with JT? So former, you know, you guys both went to, to modern day high school. Right. It's unfortunate to lose your job because of an injury, but then Slovis comes in and has four, 400 yard games or whatever. What, what do you think happens with JT? You know, it's, it's a challenge and, and I, and I love JT. I think he's really talented as well. Um, and I think he can play. He's, he's a college, he's a starting quarterback in college football. Uh, I think, I think pretty much anywhere. Um, I know he had his struggles and he probably has his limitations at times, but, but he's a, he's a really talented player. Um, he's also really smart and he's like one of those guys that, that, you know, whatever he decides to do, could be a doctor, could be anything. He's going to just be very successful. He's just very, very smart kid. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed at USC and just got his degree there. And, and, and listen, like we all know, um, you know, I always, I was thinking about all these quarterbacks transferring and moving and, 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 you know, sometimes the grass isn't always greener. And, and, and in this game with so many injuries, unfortunately, and quarterbacks like, like JT is going to have his moment again, you know, and it, it, whether it's at USC, wherever, like he's going to have his moment and his opportunity to come back and play. Um, so, um, I wouldn't be shocked if he stays, um, you know, I just, I just, I know the type of kid he is and, and just talking to people around there, I don't think they'd be shocked either. Um, but I wouldn't also, I wouldn't be shocked if he left and just wanted to go start and play and, and just, and play football. So yeah. uh, we'll see what happens, but uh, I certainly, I would, I would lean towards him staying, I think at this point. Nice. All right, Matt Leinert, USC legend. We really appreciate you coming on. This is so I mean, the quarantine is so weird and just like, it is. So we're like, eh, maybe we'll just chat with people all over the internet. Cause have you done a lot of the zoom meetings and stuff? Are you doing those happy the, hours? The only things? zoom meeting I did was, was, with, was, was happy hour. With yeah. <laughs> right. But, I've done uh, like workouts or drinking yeah. with friends. Like that's all I've done on zoom so far, but I don't know. Listen, it's, it's again, it's, it's crazy times, but I think it's connecting people in a lot of different ways, uh, which is, which is. I mean, if you take positivity out of it, it's like it's connecting people and you're outside more, you know, under limitations. But 
I, I think as a country, we're doing the best we can. And, and again, things like this, this is awesome. I'll come on anytime. Um, you know, you got, you got to, you got to stay connected and you got to <laughs> keep, you know, in, content out there and people want to hear it. So yeah. it's all good. Do you have any pr things you got to promote? Are you doing any like foundations or something, or is there anything new you're doing that you want to? Well, we, you know, we, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. We're, so I'm on the board at, um, Chalk Children's Hospital, Orange County, um, which has been really incredible to be a part of. And obviously, you know, our meetings have been canceled and, and it's kind of hard to, to do things, uh, for them right now in this current state, but um, we started uh, my foundation teamed up with them. Really, kind of, we're putting it together in November and December uh, with them to do um, something we're calling kind of the dream big moments, kind of like a make a wish type thing. But okay. we're basically um, trying to create incredible experiences for patients for children at Chalk's uh, Children's Hospital. So. Um, our first few are coming up soon. Obviously, you know, I don't know if we're going to be able to do them as, as quickly as possible, but um, that's something that I think when the dust settles on all this, that, you know, something I like to do in the off season. And um, so when the dust settles, hopefully we can get that. And, and I'll be posting more about that as, cool. as we kind of launch it and get it going and have those experiences. Unfortunately, we just haven't been able to do um, have one because, you know, we're not allowed to do anything. So, yeah. um, but, but that'll be soon. That's been pretty cool. And, um, you know, you know, for people who ever follow me or chalk, whatever, we'll, we'll have more information on that, but, um, uh, you know, just, just think kind of granting wishes and grand experiences for, for kids who are really suffering some pretty horrible things. Yeah. Well, great. That's great stuff. I, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of, uh, charitable work. I'm trying right. to do things myself. It's great that people are out there, doing these things and you know we can't do everything what we were doing before but you can do right some things but matt I, I, again appreciate it. make sure you follow him on twitter at matt liner qb and uh help him out with any of the the charitable work he's doing out there spread the word and we appreciate it again matt thank you all right take care buddy all right man thanks everyone thanks for tuning in and uh it was our first one so i think it worked pretty well we'll uh we'll talk to you next time